Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to the Never Heard of It podcast. A Night Shift Radio original. Every week we bring you the good, the bad, the weird, and lesser known streaming movies. Hit subscribe for new episodes every Thursday and Sunday. So we're starting a brand new month. Yeah. Yeah. As we do uh, every like 30 days. It's weird that we do that. It's roughly um, roughly about that. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes I just don't want to. Like, sometimes yeah. I, I, I like the month that we're in and I, I don't want it to, to change, but... Uh, this isn't the case, though, because I like October, and uh, uh, if you want to know why, it's, it's because I was born in October, which means my birthday is rapidly approaching. Yes, yes, it is. It's uh, <laughs> two weeks from the day this episode airs. No, it is three weeks and three, three four weeks. days. Yeah. What with being late in the month, it's hard for it to be only two weeks away. Yeah, yeah. It, it being the end of the month, it's hard for yeah. But you can be forgiven for thinking that something is it's close. Wait, no, that that math doesn't work either because it's still no. I can't me. be forgiven for this. Yeah. I was gonna yeah. say you can be forgiven for thinking it's only two weeks away because that is your birthday. But no, yours is three weeks after mine, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to in my head. I was like, oh yeah. So like it's already October. So that means, you know, well, you know, by the time this episode airs and I'm like, yeah, so it's already October, which means we're already in October. So it's got to be like the end of October. But like, no, this is literally October 2nd right now that we uh, that this episode airs. So, no, there's still like the entire month of October left to do until your birthday. (laughs) Three and a half months. God damn it. It's too long to wait. I don't want to wait any longer, Michael. It's forever. Caleb, it's forever in a day. Uh, (laughs) But uh yeah, uh, October October is a good month, and there's, you know, there is a lot of things that kind of happen at the end of September, though. Like, there's a couple of movies that are coming out in a TV series, mm. um, but at the beginning of October, like, the Interview with the Vampire TV series started today. I don't think uh, I knew October that. 2nd. Yeah, so their AMC has a Interview with the Vampire TV series. Is it going to be, uh, like, The Office style, where, like, they're just <laughs> constantly interviewing the vampire? <laughs> it's it's Four, four uh, vampires huddled together in a small apartment. That's it's what we do in the shadows, but it's trying to be serious. But it's trying to be serious. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, Lestat is Michael Michael Lestat. The oh my god! I, I mean, just, that literally is the plot of uh, what we do in the shadows. I yeah, exactly. At this point, I just you would just literally described that show. What, what we do in the shadows is interview with a vampire. It's interview yeah. with several vampires. Yes, um, I love the cast of that show. By the way, I, like I don't remember anyone's names off the top of my head except Matthew Barry, who I feel like just you know I love. Uh, yeah, but just phenomenal cast. Meme status at the moment. Yeah. Uh, he he had two back to back TikTok sounds go viral. Oh yeah, and the yeah. one was like. Gay is in, gay is hot. I want a gay. And then the other one is, uh, you really are the something bastard of New York City. Well, didn't that he? That was he like had, two in a row. He had the one that was like, he's my home away, my, my number one guy, uh, yeah. like whatever, for a while. And then he had the other one of, uh, you know, I, I would never say the name of that vampire. I don't give a fuck. His name was Mike. <laughs> <laughs> that was like four in a row for Because he's so fucking funny. I love him. I love him. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I got to catch up on the new season. Speaking of gay is in, uh, this weekend was a big pride festival here in St. Louis. And, oh, uh, so gay was literally in. Gay was, yeah. gay was super in, and it was awesome. <laughs> I loved every second of it. Uh, just a, It was a gorgeous, gorgeous day, too. And like yet, yesterday in particular, because that's when we went today, it was another perfect day for it, uh, which you know is always a roll of the dice in like September, October, uh, in anywhere that experiences cold weather. Because uh, it could just turn on you at any moment, but two beautiful days in a row, the sun was was smiling down on the people, uh, and I just I, I had a real good time. Yeah. I saw your uh, your photo vlog uh, <laughs> sort of style of it, and it looked like you had a very good time. Sabrina Buckets goes to Pride. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I met I met puppies. Um, I yes, had, I had delicious food. Um, I acquired and smoked some amazing weed. Uh, All right, saw some dope punk rock. Uh, just all in all, it was, it was just a really, really good day. That sounds like a really good day. You know, it, it's funny because, uh, you know, we talked about this, but you got that joke named Sabrina Buckets. Yes. Because that was the name of somebody at a trivia thing that you guys went to, right? Was yeah, that it, was, the... it was a character, like example character name when, like when I was reading the rules of a game. And I was like, that's mm. hilarious. So I've adopted it as my my persona. Uh, it's Sabrina Buckets. Yeah. And people are like, but is your name Sabrina? But like, that's a girl's name. I'm like, first of all, names are just noises we make. They don't have genders. And right. also, Sabrina Buckets is a fucking dope name. Get out of my house. Why? So, Sabrina Buckets is an amazing. <laughs> like, seriously, why are you in my room? Please leave. <laughs> <laughs> why are you criticizing my name at that? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, that is... Uh, yeah, that is such a good name. I I wonder if there anybody if there is anybody like really named Sabrina Buckets, like the person that wrote the guide, like maybe, maybe wrote it now because they were like, oh, I totally grew up with a girl named Sabrina I was, Buckets. I was thinking about that this morning, and I, like I hope to someday meet the real Sabrina Buckets if they exist. Yeah, maybe <laughs> one day they will find this podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, and that being said, hello and welcome to the Never Heard of It podcast. I'm your host, Michael Fight, And I would uh, apparently be safe from trolls because I don't believe in God. I, I was just thinking that. I don't <laughs> like Christian rock, don't believe in God. Uh, you know, we don't go wandering in the woods in, in Norway, although I totally would. Yes. Uh, I think we're safe. I, I think mean, we're pretty safe. For a number of reasons, I don't think I have to worry about trolls in Norway, uh, you know, probably the largest of which being that I don't go pursuing them. Um, <laughs> sure, But sure. also, like, they apparently wouldn't smell me because I don't, I don't smell Christian. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, Michael, in, in addition to it being... Uh, a, a brand new month here on the Never Heard of It podcast. Uh, we we did something really interesting and special where our friend Casey from the Superpod Hero Cast and Where No Mom Has Gone Before and uh, from several recent bonus episodes and Never Heard of It uh, where we've yep. been discussing uh, She-Hulk, uh, he offered to uh, curate for us an entire month of his favorite genre. Uh, this genre is to him what rom-coms are to you, uh, yeah. uh, which is uh, found footage movies. Uh, and of course, when I heard that, I was like, yep, I'm in, I'm, I'm going to ride that train. I mean, yeah. Right. <laughs> I, we've, I think we've only ever done one found footage film. Right. And that was that paranormal something or other film. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't think we've done another found footage film. Did we? Well, I, I guess technically Noah's shark. Yeah. But not really. There's some found footage ishness in some of the movies that we, that we've talked about, but I feel like one of the things that we've talked about with movies like Noah Shark is that they kind of do a found footage thing, but then, like, not really. Uh, and, like, that's a whole problem with consistency. Um, but also, I feel like, and this is a, a, an interesting uh, discussion point, I think, for, for both us and maybe for our listeners this month. Uh, I don't know that I have ever heard of a found footage film that wasn't horror or horror-adjacent, maybe sci-fi-ish. Yeah, I mean, so so this found footage film. I mean, I guess this would be. I guess this would be considered found footage fantasy, right? It, but it's horror adjacent because it's it is monsters. Horror adjacent. 
Sure. Uh, so, uh, like, it stands. And, you know, we don't do a lot of horror. That's not really our lane. Uh, for one, it's hard to make jokes about horror. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, very oh, true. Oh, oh, he's dead. He's dead. Very, he's very dead. <laughs> um, but, too, like, you know, there are lots of really great horror podcasts. You know, Good Morning Nancy's the one that I always use as an example because they're friends of ours from, from back east. But, uh, yeah. like, there are a lot of really great horror podcasts, and that's not what we do. So, we don't come across this genre very often. And so, I would be super curious to hear uh, if any of our listeners know of found footage, of triple F's found footage films uh, <laughs> that that stray from this you know, this niche. Because like I think of the the like the one that broke onto the scene. Like maybe there was one before it, but I'd never heard of prior to uh, the Blair Witch Project. Full on uh, yeah. horror, um, most notably. Yep. The like one of the the next like big ones. I mean, obviously the the paranormal activity series. Uh, although they went from like full found footage into like just really weird territory uh, as the 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 series progressed. Uh, the original Cloverfield uh, was done kind of found footage style. Um, yeah. And I thought that that was really interesting. And again, like sci fi horror uh, overlap there. Um, but yeah, I I don't know of any that don't somehow fit that side of the the film spectrum. Yeah, you know, uh, you were talking earlier where Ellen had made a joke about like finding yeah finding footage like, yeah, like find somebody's to, like going to like thrift shops and just buying a shit ton of like old VHS tapes from like people's home movies, digitizing them and taking footage from that and making a film out of it. That would be a really interesting like truly found footage. Thing because like the whole shtick with found footage is that every single one of them purports to be real footage, like an actual thing, like this camera was discovered in the woods, or like this tape got mailed to a reporter, or like any number of ways that they they've leaned into the shtick. And I like that, I do. Um, but I gotta tell you, uh, I was not. I, I was fairly certain that the Blair Witch Project wasn't real going into it, but watching it and the way it was presented and the way that, like, this was real, this were these documentary uh, students uh, making a film for, in college, and, like, they went off and this, and, like, it, the way that it was presented felt like, could this be real? And, like, everyone was questioning it at the end, and there was, like, you know, like, some people who thought maybe it really was. Other people were like, no, it definitely, like, it's obviously fake. Uh, and a whole lot of us somewhere in the middle of, like, yeah, it's probably fake, but, like, fuck, they did a good job. They did do, I mean, they did do a really good job. You know, you, you mentioned uh, Blair, Blair Witch Project being one of the very first, like, really popular found footage films mm -hmm. and uh yeah i mean that's you know that's the original right that's i i also cannot think of another movie that was popular before the blair witch project and so many movies came out so many i mean found footage movies exploded after the blair witch project you know like paranormal activity like um uh cloverfield i mean came out much later but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know a lot of those films sort of came out afterwards and i think directly related to the blair witch project but that's another one of those films too that like had a shoestring budget and then yeah. made like 90 million dollars because of that sort of marketing of not knowing whether it was real or not. Well, and I think that the the photography style of them when done right, when you get like just a like a, a handy cam style camera and you've got people who may maybe aren't actually professional camera people, I don't know, but like you get that shaky cam effect, you feel the tension of them of them running, of them scared, the heavy breathing directly into the camera microphone, like all of these aspects like really lend itself well to to scaring people. Uh, and a lot of uh, a lot of the weird horror knockoffs that I've seen uh, on on streaming services on Netflix, Hulu, whatnot. I'm trying to think of um, there was one that was very obviously like a ghost adventures or like a ghost hunting type uh, knockoff uh, that was done with with found footage style. Uh, and that was like it was bad, but it was also fucking cool because like it it creates like good scares. Or there was the 
The one with, uh, oh God, she was Deborah Morgan in Dexter. She was in Exorcism Ember and Lilo's. I cannot remember her name, but she was in one uh, that was kind of like almost like a zombie-esque one. And I just remember from the trailer that scene of like the camera dropping in night vision, like facing at her and she's under the table and gets dragged away. Like, oh yeah. That creates good tension and good terror. And I like that. Uh, yeah. And of course, going into them knowing like, okay, it's found footage. It's, it's going to be fake. It's going to be cheap. But like, there's something that's still kind of exciting about that to me. I, you know, I, I agree with you. I think, uh, I mean, the found footage becomes the, the marketing of the film, you know, mm-hmm. like that's the thing with all, with all found footage films, I, I would say probably not as much now, but that's the film with the, uh, the idea with it is that you can market it as a real film. Jennifer Carpenter. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. She was in quarantine. Of course, how could oh, we forget quarantine? Yeah, quarantine, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not the best film of 2008. <laughs> <laughs> Def- and not uh, the best zombie film of 2008. And I didn't even fall into that category. No, nope, obviously. Nope. We know yeah. for a fact now, definitively, the zombie strippers was the best movie of 2008. Uh <laughs> We sp- we spent a good hour talking about it, so there's no way that we're wrong. Uh, just two weeks ago, yeah. You know, I, one other thing about that is is like the ring is mm-hmm. another one of those that yes. relied on the marketing of finding a tape, finding mm-hmm. footage. Although that isn't uh, a f- uh, found footage film, I do remember uh, back in the early 2000s, my girlfriend at the time worked at Hot Topic, and they got mailed the ring videotape oh, but all it good. was was just the 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 thing you see like the yeah. super messed up video with the horse and all that like weird shit that's so they it just cool. says the ring on it and then you play it and that's all it is and there was nothing else so they were like what the hell so they were just telling customers nonstop about the ring well, then, like, that is a whole subgenre of found footage where you have films about found footage. So the Ring, the VHS yeah. series, things like that, yep. where, like, characters in the film find uh, a tape and, like, that becomes part of their story. Like, that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah. Just, like, uh, this whole genre is really interesting, despite being dangerously close to played out. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So, so today's episode, this is actually one that I uh, requested be on this list because I had seen this movie before and I was like, you know, of all the found footage films that I'm aware of minus Cloverfield, I actually completely forgot about Cloverfield. Mm -hmm. All of the rest deal with like ghosts and things like that or, you know, something. And I was like, this one is really fun because it deals with like this really cool fantasy monster that like doesn't really, you know, get the the treatment the way that it does in this movie. Yeah, and I remember when this film came out and wanted to watch it and then just like totally slipped past it over the, over the years, uh, which of course, uh, Michael, tell them what we're talking about. We're talking about the Norwegian film Troll Hunter. Oh, uh, you know, you know, we love a Scandinavian Scandinavian film. Yes, you we, know do. we do. Yeah. Uh, which also, uh, fun fact: there is a movie released or releasing this year. It's labeled as 2022 on Netflix, just called Troll. That is also a Norwegian film about trolls. Ooh. Uh, so, okay. Like, uh, I think it's it's particular, in, and I, of course, not to be confused with Troll or Troll Two. Uh, <laughs> yes, or oh the Troll God. Hunter animated series. <laughs> yeah, so, like there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of seeming overlap here, and I'm I'm curious, like, are trolls really that big of a uh, a thing in Norwegian culture and Scandinavian culture? They it's, they must be because this whole film basically plays out like a found footage fairy tale. Yeah, it does, and it it does reference a few fairy tales throughout the uh, throughout mm-hmm. the film. Um, I it's got to be, it's got to be some. I mean, like this has to be someone who was like, I want to talk about, you know, this like uh, I guess the equivalent of I don't know knights and dragons, although knights really exist, but knights and dragons to like Europe. Or, I mean, like around here, it would be like someone doing a Bigfoot hunt or chasing the the, yep. the chupacabra or something like that. And like a, a cryptid, a monster that's supposed to exist, but like 
stays to itself, like in the deep woods and in the mountains and all the places that humans don't typically go and that we don't have as much imagery on and things like that. So like, sure. oh, like the world is still a wild place. There's so much we don't know. I love that concept. Uh, totally. I think I think we're getting a lot closer to uh, a world in which like it, it feels less and less possible. Uh, but I still love that concept of like, you know what? We don't know everything about this world. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, you know, I've seen the graphs many times where it's like, you know, uh, sightings of Bigfoot, invention of cell phone camera, and, yeah. the, you know, the Bigfoot ones go down while the cell phone camera age goes up. You know, they're, they're like the existence of miracles, you know, the time of the photograph, you know, those sort of thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, all those things that somebody could be like, well, why didn't you record it? You know, like you yep. literally have a a 4k camera in your pocket why why aren't you recording it but coincidentally oh. and i think this is interesting alien sightings are going up that puts me <laughs> now the cell phones there this puts me dangerously close to a rant because you know that i love all things paranormal uh but i'm also a, a huge skeptic like i have experienced things and i tend to believe people if they say that they saw something but i also don't try to ascribe a specific explanation. Uh, sure. And what bothers me so much is that there are people who just want the attention, who will, like, perpetrate hoaxes, who will, like, intentionally fake fake hauntings or fake monster sightings and things like that. And now that we have ubiquitous cell phone cameras and ubiquitous internet access and the ability to just, I could, I could make a, a fake, like, bullshit haunting video right now, put it on the internet, and people would be talking about it, like, by the time I finished my work day tomorrow. Uh, right. And I hate that because all you're doing is ruining it for those of us who are really like wanting to find an answer. You're ruining credibility of potentially real uh, videos and real sightings. And you're, you're like ruining the credibility of the entire narrative for everyone. Uh, and you know, so you, you don't believe cool, whatever, like go fuck off and find some other hobby. Okay. I am speaking so- directly to the people who do that. Hear me out. I think I'm about to give away a free idea for a movie or a television series. And I think I've already come up with this idea before. I think we've talked about this. Okay. What if there is a secret society of bureaucratic monsters that their job is to make sure that things like this come out so people stop believing even more because it seems so faked? (laughs) I like Like, it. I would watch it. Parks and recreation style. There is this just group of monsters that just their job is to flood the market with fake footage so that people stop believing in Bigfoots <laughs> and Loch Ness monsters. So they just stop searching. So, oh, you know, I like it. I like it. Um, free idea. Somebody go write it, make it a movie or a TV series. Somebody, somebody take it. But troll hunter, troll hunter, yeah. I think is, is really interesting because, uh, it is, extremely ambitious to incorporate a tremendous amount of like special effects or creature effects into your found footage movie because the whole idea is that they are like super low quality grainy shaky cam whatnot uh and i honestly get the feeling in most found footage movies and this one was no exception that the majority of the dialogue is unscripted. They just like give a general scenario and then tell the actors to just talk so that it doesn't feel like, you know, like, Oh, what, you know, I blew my line. I've got to start this like scene over again and try to make it believable again. Uh, things like that. I don't know if that's true, but that's what they feel like to me. And I mean that as a compliment because it does make them feel more realistic. Even if the dialogue sometimes doesn't fucking make any sense or feels like, People are just talking, you know, over each other or repeating things or whatnot. Like it sometimes feels super awkward, but I think it works better than trying to like write what this encounter would look like. Yeah. And and this movie uh, specifically has several characters. This is one of the IMDb tips has several characters that are played by Norwegian comedians, like pretty well-known comedians. So there's uh, Otto Jersperson, who is Hans, uh, our troll hunter. (laughs) Um, that's awesome because he's like the least like likely to be a funny guy if you just watch the character. If, yeah, <laughs> he's got that very like gruff I'm out in the woods guy, but it, apparently he's a very well-known comedian. Uh Newt Narum uh plays the power plant supervisor. Again, another character that I mean, because there isn't really a comic relief in this film, right? Like there aren't really 
comical, funny moments. The uh, the Polish painters, in air quotes, okay, who uh, delivered funny. the bear, uh, who have one of the best philosophical lines that I've heard in any film outside of Zombie Strippers, where he <laughs> says, why make problem where you have no problem? <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, that is a great way to live. Like, why, I mean, I guess that's like, you know... Uh, why make the, things harder on yourself, man? Why make things harder? If you don't have a problem, why create a problem that you don't want to have be a problem is like how he explains <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, why make problem when you have no problem that you don't want to be a problem? <laughs> it's such a <laughs> great line. And I'm like, oh, it says, mm, perfect. And I, I feel like they're probably the closest to comic relief because they are a yeah. little bit goofy. Uh, yeah. But also like, the, I mean, the tension in this film is a little bit weird because it is a monster movie, but like, for most of it, it doesn't feel like there's a significant amount of danger. In fact, I spent a lot of this wondering, like, so, okay, in found footage films, usually everyone dies. And that's why, like, it's such a mystery that, like, so, or, like everyone dies or everyone disappears and is presumed dead. Um, sure. That's why it's such because a mystery. Because of the events of the of the found footage. Like, yeah. they lose to the monster. Yeah. Um, I, just, I was reading the, the, the quotes and, of course, the... The scene with the, the Polish guys. Hello? Hello, are you there? Hello? How are you? Good. Are you good? Good. Are you very good? Yes. <laughs> Just like this <laughs> weird conversation. Uh, but yeah, so like for a lot of this film, it just, it didn't really feel like that was going to happen. It almost felt like they're not in enough danger at times. Uh, and so it didn't feel like it needed as much of uh, comic relief as a, like a really heavy uh, premise movie would. Um, but also like, I'm trying to think back and I don't feel like most found footage uh, movies do go with a, a traditional tension break. I feel like they usually try to lean into just ratcheting it up through the entire thing, or maybe given like a plateau, but not like a dip. Yeah. Well, I mean, inside the found footage films, we have two different styles, right? And I guess, you know, uh, we can relate them to the two most popular version of those styles. So you have Blair Witch, mm -hmm. where it's Handicam, they went out to find a thing, right? Mm -hmm. They went out to do an activity and, you know, activity happens, scary thing happens. And then you have the paranormal thing, which is, you know, paranormal activity, which is a mixture of like baby cam, security cam footage, yeah. you know, some handy, you know, handy cam stuff, but it was they're doing their thing and thing happens to them. Mm -hmm. This one kind of lives a little bit in the middle because, so the plot of this is that a camera crew from a college is basically going out because there is, uh, they're following a group of bear hunters and there, there appears to be a, uh, a poacher that is following them. And so they're kind of following the story about these bear hunters because there's been a rash of, um, of bear, uh, uh, killings. People have been getting killed by bears. And so this college uh, crew, it's three, you know, they say teenagers, um, are basically following this crew of bear hunters. And then they find who the poacher, who the, the supposed poacher is. And then they sort of follow that poacher, who they then learn is actually not a poacher at all. He is a troll hunter. And so they just sort of fall into like wanting to follow that around because why the fuck wouldn't you? Yeah. But like, I love that there, like there seems to be no concern whatsoever that like this guy uh, comes across as dangerous. Like he's this like secluded kind of almost like hermit, like uh, older man who is as far as they know, a poacher. Uh, and you know, Typically, poachers don't like don't take kindly to being followed or uh, approached, uh, as the stories go. I've never met one myself, I guess. <laughs> right, but they don't seem like people that would be very friendly. And he's not friendly to them, and yet they're like, you know what, we should do, we should follow this guy. Like, I mean, he, he has no, guns and like, stuff like that. Like, definitely follow. Nothing bad could possibly happen. So, like. Over the over the river, through the woods, onto the ferry, up into the mountains. They just keep following this guy, and he's just like, "You need to not do this." And they're like, "Sure, okay." And they keep doing it. Uh, and I feel like that actually becomes a, a, a fairly common theme through this film, where like he will say to them, "You need to do exactly what I say," and they're like, "Yep." And then they do the exact opposite. The exact opposite. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like one of their first instances, he's like, "Here, you have to go get naked into this stream and rub this troll stance all over you." And all three of them are like, "Nope, we're not going to do that." Super he's not like, doing that. 
uh, okay. And then he's like, oh yeah, you guys all don't believe in God, right? Because they're not Christian because the trolls smell Christian blood and they're all like totes, definitely all atheist. And then the cameraman turns out to be, be Christian, super Christian, which of all of the like folklore fairy tale references in this, I mean, we have references to like the Billy Goat's Gruff with the troll living under the bridge. We have references to trolls turning to stone, which is even included in the fucking Lord of the Rings or, or the, the Hobbit specifically. Yep. Uh, or like the trolls exploding, basically like when exposed to sunlight, which I loved the way that they tried to like pseudoscience that. That was cool. Uh, we have a whole bunch of troll lore. Uh, but the, like, trolls can smell a Christian, uh, is the weirdest one to me. <laughs> yeah, that's, it, it's the most abstract, like, one, because everything else, you know, again, they do sort of pseudoscience why they turn to stone, why they explode, they sort of pseudoscience how they exist and live, mm -hmm. you know, with the different variations and species of trolls, but that one is, like, the one that you can't, you, I can't, like, you can't physically show that. <laughs> like, no. it's very, very abstract. It's a really hard idea to be like, I feel like okay, but how? That is, it. like, that's something I would want to research a little bit more because that seems the product of when traditional folklore meets a more, like, modern religion. And so, like, the two, like, struggle to incorporate with one another until eventually there's some sort of overlap where, like, uh, you know, we go from like, oh, these monsters can't possibly exist because we believe in God to like, oh, well, maybe the monsters that the ancestors traditionally believed in existed and they specifically target us or something yeah. like that. Like, I don't know if that's the, the, the origin of that particular uh, lore, but like, I don't know what would be. They do raise a very interesting uh, philosophical aspect, too, because later in the film, um, a, a Muslim woman comes to, mm -hmm. to replace a missing camera person. And they even say, like, they were like, oh, well, does that matter? Because, you know, technically the Muslim God is the same God as the Christian God. It's just Muslims say Abraham Christians say Jesus Christ, but it's all, you know, it's all based off of the same Jewish God. Like, it's all kind of bridged off the same sort of thing. So, is would that count? And he was like, I don't fucking know. You know, <laughs> so, like, they don't even, they're like, I don't know, hope not. He's like, well, you know? I guess we'll find out. Yeah, and they, they don't really, we never get a definitive answer to that because this is, that's kind of like the end of the movie. Uh but that's an interesting question. Is 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 it that you just believe in any God, or is it that you very specifically believe in a Christian God, and that's what they smell? And what? How I, does that work? I have enough religious background to create context in my mind of like how that could be justified. But sure, know, like, the blood it, of Christ. It's a lot of mental gymnastics, especially when you compare against like why wouldn't they recognize you know, a, another religion? Uh, as you mentioned, the, the Abrahamic religions that you know, believe in uh, <clears throat> the, the single God uh, and you know, Muslims believe in Jesus, but also believe that the prophet Muhammad had additional uh, words from God. Uh, right. And that's what a large part of their, their faith is based on, but they do believe in Jesus. And so <laughs> and like, the Jews sitting over there being like, I don't know who either of those people are. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and when, when they say like, you don't believe in God or Jesus, well, that actually does apply to the, the the Muslim person because she would believe in both God and Jesus, right? But yeah. just in so a different Jews, way the than the Christian. Yes, and the, yeah. the Jews uh, might might not believe that Jesus was the Messiah, but may potentially believe that he was a real person. Uh, sure, there's you know that that's really going to depend on who you ask. So there's there's a lot of potential for nuance here that I'm not sure trolls are smart enough to to pick up on. Uh, and in fact, like. That's one thing that they specifically talk about is that trolls are dumb uh, to the yeah. point where he talks about finding one that was like trying to eat its own tail one time <laughs> and like it like, <laughs> and ends up rolling down and the... fell and rolled down a hill like a wheel. <laughs> that's Which hilarious. Is... I would love to have like, that's the kind of thing where if this wasn't a found footage, I would want them to have shown us like a flashback sequence of that. Of that happening. Yeah. I, so this movie was made for roughly 2 million American dollars. It was like 19 uh, million, uh, nor whatever the Norwegian cone or something it is. Um, but it, it translates to about $2 million. And I would say the majority of their budget went to the troll, uh, uh, CGI, which this is another one of those movies that the first time I watched this, I was surprised at how much we 
actually saw the trolls. Mm -hmm. Like, that was very surprising to me because, I mean, they could have full-on... You know, I mean, I guess like like Jaws comes to mind where like a lot happens before you really see the shark, right? Like it's it's a good portion of the movie before you see the shark. Well, and we've we've brought up Cloverfield a few times, and that's one of the reasons that Cloverfield worked so well is that you don't see the monster until the very end. You see like maybe a little bit of it here and there, like maybe you see a, a leg or like you hear things, you see the impact of it, but you don't see the monster. And I think that that is. In most monster films, I think that is critical because especially if you're gonna if you're gonna cheap out on the effects, you have to show that thing as little as possible. But really more just for building the tension. Like you want totally. the audience to to wonder. You want them to be like truly shocked and like scared when it finally is revealed. Uh, but because we know that they're they're hunting trolls, I thought it was kind of cool that they actually do get it on camera. And like for a while, the students have this I, this thought of like, holy shit! Like we didn't believe you that you really were out here hunting trolls. We thought you were just like a, a crazy old man, like poaching bears or whatever. But like now we have actual footage of trolls, and we can show the world like these things are real. Like that's cool. And of course, you have the government cover up conspiracy from the guy who is supposedly from the wildlife bureau in quotes yeah uh and but he's actually from the troll security service <laughs> i love that the government of norway has a troll division like <laughs> and uh run by another comedian uh yeah. as well that was a uh, another one so the uh it is hans morton hansen is a is plays finn the troll hunter's boss and they're all he's another high profile comedian neat in norway yeah uh which is is really interesting. Yeah. So uh and that's what we learn is happening with these bear attacks. So it's really troll attacks, but the TSS is stepping in pretending to be from the wildlife organization that are basically saying, Oh, if it's it's bears and having, you know, these Norwegian hunters go off and kill bears, mm -hmm. or you know, dropping a bear and being like, Oh, well, this this guy got him. And then just calling it a day when really it's uh, it's Hans going out uh, being the troll hunter. Again, which is where the, the Polish men uh, come into play because they import the bears and make the deliveries. And yep. they, they show up and the guys are like, this this is not a Norwegian bear. And they're like, no one will know the difference. And then later <laughs> on, they're like, the people find the bear and they're like, the wildlife division shows up and they're like, but... This this doesn't look like a bear from around here. Oh well, you know Russian bears like they you know, they they wander when food is scarce. But like, do bears like stash food like this? Oh well, you know the long cold winters in Russia. They 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 like squirrels. They stash the food. He's just making shit up because. True enough, the people recognized that was not a local bear. I immediately noticed. Yeah, uh, which I think is real. And they're all like, "What? That doesn't." <laughs> Makes sense. And I think that's another fun little subplot going on uh -huh. uh, outside of our troll hunting. Uh, so our college students stumble across Hans. They eventually convince him to let them follow him around, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. off they go. You know, they don't believe him, obviously. You know, they don't believe him up front that, you know, he's he's saying trolls. And eventually they stumble into the woods. And the first troll they see is a three-headed troll, uh, which is great. <laughs> I love the the explanation, too. They're like, oh, they're, they're only born with one head. The others, uh, on certain species, the others will grow later. But they're more of just like, they're just appendages. They're not actually heads. I'm like, wow, that's weird. Like... What? what? Like it would grow in the shape of a head that yeah. functions. And, and yeah. like it looks like it looks around and roars and stuff like that, but apparently it's not really a head. Like, so it's all controlled by the one. I'm like, that, that makes my brain do, do gymnastics. <laughs> right. Right. Cause uh, there's no brains in it. Right. Uh, uh, not in your head, in the trolls. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no brains in my head. <laughs> uh yeah so so the very first troll we see and it's huge right mm -hmm. you know it's it's like 80 feet tall like it's it's this huge huge troll you know they they barely escape and you know once they do they're like oh my god like trolls are real this is insane like we have to shoot this we have to show the world and and they're like you know why did you eventually agree because he he tries to put them off mm -hmm. like pretty aggressively uh for the first part of this and you know 
know, finally they're like, why did you agree to this? And I think his reasoning for why he finally agreed to it is the most hilarious reason when you think about it. It's not because it's this like altruistic, like the world needs to know. He's like, because this job sucks. I don't get any nighttime pay. I don't get any nuisance pay. I don't get, he's he's got like all these very like communist reasons why he doesn't want to do the why he wants people to find out that this exists so he can get better working conditions. And I think that's amazing. Yeah, it's just like I'm so sick of this. And like maybe if they know, then like I won't have to do this alone in the dark anymore. Like. It's, you know, I, I respect it. I respect he, it. He's seizing the means of production. <laughs> I love, <laughs> seizing the means of troll hunting production. But I loved as he's taking them around the, the Norwegian countryside. First of all, first of all, how fucking gorgeous were some of uh, the outdoor and like, aerial so shots. so good. Uh, everywhere. It just is absolutely beautiful. Uh, but another observation that I had, in addition to it feeling like a lot of the dialogue was ad-libbed or just like written on the spot, it kind of felt like 90% of this movie was location scouting. Like they oh, were just, totally. they, were, they were just driving around looking for things that looked like they could conceivably have been troll damage, stopping filming a scene here, which again, lends itself really well to ad-libbing the dialogue. Cause you just show up and like, oh, there's this tree where all the bark's been ripped off. So like, all right, let's get this. And Hans right. is just like, oh yeah, they gnaw on the bark. <laughs> like, yeah. Then they come across a, a car that's been damaged. Like, oh yes, the trolls were definitely here. Like a forest where like some trees were knocked down. Like, oh, you see, I would like they've been they've been knocked in in different directions like no tornado would do that and it's like yeah I like love- when there was random rocks they go to this place where there's yeah. a bunch of like big boulders around he's like oh well you see they have rock fights yes so. that, like i love that <laughs> and like it, that also like plays really well into the idea of like the the mythology of it because that is how a lot of mythology came about of like people observing natural phenomenon and ascribing a supernatural origin to it. So a field full of boulders, which we know probably got there from a rock slide or from a volcanic eruption or from like glaciers retreating, any number of ways that like geological formations like that could happen. People like hundreds of years ago seeing that like, oh, it was a a rock fight by giant monsters. And like, that's a cool idea. And so like you're driving around, you see a field of boulders like that. This is the perfect place to stop and film a scene for our troll movie. Yeah, I, well, I mean, uh, even America, we have those sort of things because it wasn't the Grand Canyon like Paul Bunyan's axe dragging behind him or something oh, like that. Maybe. Wasn't that one of the 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 I mean the the white folklore? I think uh, I think the natives of that area have their own yeah. uh, folklore, which of course we know, you know, scientifically, it, it, that's another glacier thing. And like um, the the river yeah. like slowly eroding it over time, or like the. Uh, the Finger Lakes in upstate New York were from like a glacial retreat, like tearing these big holes in the ground and then filling in with meltwater. And the, you know, the Drumsons were like residual silt left behind. There's all sorts of stuff like that that we learn about uh, in science class now. And it's still fucking cool, but it's not quite as cool as giant trolls having rock fights. <laughs> I'll be honest, there's not much that's cooler than giant trolls having rock fights on the Norwegian countryside, because that just seems like a cool story. Like, and now we learned that in this movie, it, it is actually happening. That's, I mean, I, I believe that this is 100% true. This is a for real found footage film. Uh, yeah, All the rest uh, of them are fake, but this one, this, this one is, is it. This is the one that's for real. Yeah, I you know, so of course, you know, we find the first three headed troll. They're the the hunter is all in, the film crew is all in, and off they go finding more trolls. And and the majority of the movie is them basically looking for this one troll that's causing all the trouble. And in in all the 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 sort of craziness of the first troll discovery, um, our main character, uh, I forgot what his name is, Christopher. Thomas? Thomas. Thomas, yeah. Uh, Thomas ends up getting bitten by the troll. Um, so he gets bitten on the shoulder, uh, and you know it's it's a just a minor wound to begin with. Which I was like, uh, shit, is this going to be like 
like troll version of zombies where like over time he turns into a troll he turns into a troll that's kind of where i thought this was going uh as well um but yeah so he gets bitten by the troll but it's a minor wound so they just kind of patch it up and they carry on their business uh and uh so basically the, the plot is this troll hunter um is trying to find the one troll that's causing all of the trouble because it's you know going around and like eating livestock it's you know crushing you know it, it's it's being way more public than trolls normally are Mm -hmm. and that's his job is to make sure that they stay sort of hidden in the shadows so while he's going off and hunting this one troll that you know whatever troll it is that's causing the trouble they run into a bunch of other trolls and we get um experiences of all the different species of trolls basically which there's uh like subtle hints of like um i kill giants in, in this as well, where like she's got them all cataloged and like what their different uh, personalities are and like uh, like how dangerous they are compared to one another. And of course, there's always this like apex one that's you know huge and scarier than all the rest. And we get little bits of that as we learn about oh like well this is the 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 domain of the mountain trolls and they fight with the cave trolls and this other troll like tends to stay by itself and like wanders just through the woods and like like what <laughs> but then there's the the yotar or whatever and like the like the giants who live in in jotunheim which i love uh i'm pretty sure that actually is a real place and like you know obviously the the inspiration set in norse mythology uh you know the the land of the giants uh but just, yeah. even if even if it's made up i love the idea of having an area of uh, of Norway called Jotunheim and that being where the giant boulders are and everything. And and like people believing that giant trolls lived there. Um, well, if you're a fan of God of war, uh, you do go to Jotunheim and fight, uh, giants in that game. So, uh, so there is that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it is really cool to see all the different species. It's cool to like give them their sort of like, you know, uh, etymology, right? That would be the, the the right word for that. Yeah. Yes, I think. Yes. Sure. Um, or taxonomy. Uh, taxonomy, probably. Uh, well, no, that would be like their their classification in like the. Where's the Where's Ethan? Where's yeah. Ethan? He we, needs to come in. And... We need our science consultant. Jotunheimen <laughs> National Park is is a real place, and it is gorgeous. Great. Great. That's awesome. I love it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so they come across all these different trolls, and uh, eventually they end up in this cave with a with a pack of cave trolls. And uh, our cameraman Cal uh, does not make it out. He's like, uh, "I gotta get out of here." I got, and he's like constantly rubbing the troll stink on himself, and like, "I have to leave." Because I have to he go. and they're like, Dude, "Was a gotta, Christian? You got to chill." He's like, "No, I can't be here. I'm Christian." And they're like. Fuck it, really, dude? You fucking idiot. <laughs> Why could you not just tell? And of course, like before they go in the cave, he's even like, I don't want to go in there. And they're like, no, dude, come on. And like, that really was your last opportunity to like, to come out with this and like get yeah. away from this with your life. Uh, and I'm sorry, buddy. Like, I don't like to victim blame, but you went into the cave. Totally did. Like you got your warning in advance, you know, and even saw it happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Uh, yeah, brought this upon himself. Uh, yeah, so so Kale gets munched uh, by a troll, uh, you know, and and in like most movies, you know, obviously the the other two of his film crew, um, who the uh, the sound person and then Thomas, uh, what was her name? Uh, you, uh, um, Joanna. Joanna. Yep. So Joanna and Thomas both, you know, feel grief for a second, but they're like, we've got to finish this, right? Like we've got to finish this footage. Like we have to get this out there, you know, specifically now because Kale died uh, getting munched by a troll. But, uh, you know, we got to move on. (laughs) <laughs> it just reminds me of Seinfeld. Like you kept you kept making all the stops when Kramer yes. ended up driving the bus, and he was in the middle of a fight. He was <laughs> like, "Well, everybody kept ringing the bell." Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so so they they go off, and uh, this is where we get the introduction of uh, Malika, our uh, Muslim camera uh, operator, mm-hmm. and she comes in with a better camera. So this is another interesting thing because. The majority of the film is shot through like handy cam style. Yeah. And then at the very end of the film, it's shot with a very, very nice camera. And you can tell the difference. And I thought that was really interesting, like creatively. Yeah. Oh, fun fact. Uh, that actor has only three credits prior to this movie and nothing since. Um, 
So interesting. So they did just, movies and then were like, nah. Either it was just someone that just like kept getting tapped for like like fun little projects with friends, or they just decided not to to do it anymore. I don't know. Um, interesting. But yeah, they, they it was it was shortly after Malika joins that they have what I think is possibly the one slip up. Although I don't know that I saw it in the the goofs, uh, is that there was kind of a, an aerial shot outside the vehicle while the vehicle was moving that is incongruent with um, uh, the found footage style. Because uh, uh, yeah. most most of the shots are like believably just captured from within the vehicle as they're moving or outside the vehicle as they're stationary, but you get this moment where they see that like they they armor clad the vehicle to go after the the Yotar or whatever the the giant troll is, uh, which I thought was fucking cool. It looked badass, uh, but then they got on the road and there was a sequence of it driving away. And unless they like. Unless they were getting real artsy with him, like, okay, like you guys drive away and I'm gonna I'm gonna film it and then like I'll catch up to you. Um, but we don't know. So Yeah. I mean, I could see it where she, cause she came in and she did a lot more B-roll type footage that Cal did not do in the beginning of this film. Mm-hmm. You know, like we had the shot of the moon, yeah, you know, and of the the sweeping hillsides and stuff like that. So I could definitely see Monica <laughs> like staging this sort of you know, documentary style footage. And she says that she had worked for the BBC and like some other like big reputable news organization. So like, here's a real deal camera person that they brought in and not just like one of their student buddies uh, who doesn't know enough to not go in the cave. Sorry, buddy, but like fucking Cal, you fucking knew better. You were warned. Right. And, and it wasn't even like you were warned and didn't believe them. Like you had definitive proof, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and still was like, (laughs) ah, it'll be fine. I, I, so I also enjoy that. Like, uh, obviously, when the students meet Hans, they don't believe in trolls. They see it with sure. their own eyes. They believe it. Catla uh, dies, and they bring in Malika, and like and she's like, "What was this all? All this about me being a Christian?" And, like we'll explain on the way, and then we cut to like they're there, and she's like, "You guys don't really believe in this." I'm like, "Would they not have shown her footage?" Right? Like, they wouldn't have gone back and been like, yeah, like, here's everything. Yeah, they totally would have. We've been on the road for weeks or days or however long it's been. Like, we have not stopped to, to, like, edit this or anything. Like, here's it straight from our cameras. You see for yourself if you don't believe it. Like, I feel like that that would kind of at least least temper, if not eliminate the disbelief. Yeah, I I feel like uh, because after she makes that statement, it, there is no more question. Like she doesn't raise any more questions. Like she doesn't mm. even be like, "Oh my God, trolls are real!" At the moment that they see the final troll, um, so I think it's implied that she does eventually go back through the footage, uh, but that's not something we see happen. So that is a, that is a very valid question. Yeah. Uh, because she is like, you don't believe in trolls. And I'm like, are we going to do this movie all over again? Yeah. Like, what is that? Like, are we introducing? Yep. Like, it was weird to introduce a character, like, at the end of the movie. Um, but I just was like, are we going to do this all over again? All right. <laughs> Which, now that I think about it, I don't remember what happens to her. So I only remember the like the two like other students at the very end. Well, I don't think I think the same thing happens to all of them. I think that the TSS, the government comes in and silences them somehow because it says that they were never none of the students were ever seen again. But somebody has to have sent the footage in, we assume Hans. That was the but, the other goof that I, I was thinking of too, is that the the camera angles are inconsistent as they're running away at the end. Yeah. Yeah, because it is very much like set up. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, she could have just set it on a tripod, but yeah. So there's there there's a couple of plot lines. So there's the the troll that they they find that is sick. They get a blood sample from, which is a, an interesting scene where Hans puts on armor and has this giant syringe and has to like <laughs> attract the troll with the blood of a Christian man. And like, uh, like there's a lot more that I kind of felt like could have been explored in there, but it it, it went on pretty quickly. Uh, but they later learn after bringing the sample to uh, one of Hans's vet friends that. Uh, the troll has rabies, and that's the same one that bit Thomas. So, uh, like, now there's a concern, like, oh, we need to get Thomas to the hospital. But by this point, they've found the giant. And Hans is trying to uh, stun it with his giant, like, UV spotlight um, in order to at least weaken it enough that he can use his uh, fucking 
flashbulb glaive spear thing, uh, which is cool as shit. Uh, And like manages to to bring the the giant troll down. But just then that's when the TSS shows up and we know all along the TSS has not been okay with this film being made. And they like keep threatening to take the, the, the tapes away. And so Thomas and Joanna run away. And as they're running away, the camera angles keep shifting from like looking back to looking up at them to looking forward. And like, that's just not how it would work. Like the camera would be shaking all over the place or they would hold it in one spot to try to get footage as they were running. Right. Uh, But like, you can't get super artsy with a, a chase sequence like that in a movie like this. I wonder if they shot that footage first and then corrected it for the rest of the movie. Like if mm-hmm. that's the scene they shot first was the very last scene. Maybe. Or if they did it in order. Um, I mean, they even say, you know, one of the goofs is that, you know, the scene shows them going up a mountain, but then uh uh like or the or they the first scene shows them going down a mountain, but then uh the rest of the movie they're going up the mountain. Uh, that same mountain. So it was like an inconsistency of where they were actually going, Mm. like chronologically. So it could have just been, that's what they shot first. And then we're like, oh shit, we need to be more found footed. Like we got to do this right. That's not how the camera would work. Yeah. I would would believe that. And that would be interesting to hear from the crew if that potentially is the case. Yeah, uh, that would be interesting. I'm, I'm sure there's some sort of like, explanation of like oh well we didn't realize or we thought it was going to go a different way or something well it's it's also one of those things that like you're not going to pick up on unless you're specifically looking for them to do something wrong which yeah at this point in in my i'll put it in quotes in my career um i am actively looking for things to be wrong in these movies just there's more out of out of curiosity than not so much as like ah fucking i got you you, f- yeah. you messed it up. Uh, it's more well. of like, that's kind of the point of this podcast is to talk in yeah. depth about movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's our job. It's almost like, that's just what we do. We have been doing this for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we yeah, are, there we is are, that. We are coming rapidly to a close on our fifth year. That is wild. That is, that is wild to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So in the end of the movie, um, you know, everybody gets, you know, government silenced, uh, to our knowledge, uh, the troll, the giant troll does in fact attack the truck. It knocks over. They, they randomly pick up a seismologist that has been coming to the area because there's been a bunch of quakes and the quakes are because of the troll kind mm-hmm. of stomping around. Cause the troll is said to be over 200 feet tall, which uh, now in my head canon, that's just a dude that happened to be wandering by when they were driving and they like asked him like, Hey, do you want to be in our movie? Just say you're a seismologist. You're like, <laughs> Cause okay. that's like all the only line he has, uh, like he gets yeah. in the car and they're like, what do you do? I'm a seismologist. And like, Oh, well that makes sense. <laughs> yep. And then that's it. And then the troll attacks the car and everybody makes it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, and, and there we go. We see our giant troll, uh, Hans eventually does take it down with his cool, you know, glaive thing, bazooka thing. And the troll explodes everywhere. TSS comes in, silence everybody, but somebody makes it off with the tapes, mails them out. And now, uh, the ending of this movie, I think is, is another interesting thing they do in films is like, if you or anyone you know has any sort of information about this, like contact us, yep. you know, contact your local police department. Like we're still looking to find these kids, uh, type deal. And I think that's the commitment to the bit, man. Yeah. I, I think that's the way you have to do found footage films though. Like you have to, you have to, to the end, make it feel like a really, like it really happened. Yeah. Um, you know, but this one, I feel like, Without the beginning and end, like with the beginning, it's just fine. You, it's just, it just makes sense as a found footage film. Like if those, if like the beginning and end never was told to me, I don't think I would question it. Yeah. Um, because they give a reason why the footage would get out there in the movie. Yeah. Um, but it was still a fun, it was fun. It was still fun. The beginning and ending, you know, title things were, were fun and I enjoyed it. Uh, so that's Troll Hunter. Uh, Troll Hunter is currently streaming on uh, Amazon Prime uh, or renting in video on demand. It used to be on Netflix a while back. I think that's where I watched it the first time. So it may make its way back uh, yeah. there one day. I remember it being on Netflix, and that's where when the first time it came up between the two of us came up talking about it, it was still on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Caleb, should you watch this movie? I, I mean, if you like found footage, 
Uh, if, if shaky cam doesn't, uh, give you a, a headache or make you nauseous, uh, and you like you know, folklore. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, I'm totally in on this movie. I, I think you should definitely watch this movie. I, you know, and honestly the shaky cam was not as bad as it is in other movies like Blair Witch, no. for an example. No. Uh, I mean, I did see Blair Witch in the theaters, but that one made me super like motion sickness, but this one, it's not that bad. There's it, only a couple of scenes where it's very shaky the shaky cam never bothers me but i understand why it, it puts off other people so it's just something to be aware of but yeah you're right it's not nearly as bad in this one yeah yeah so uh that's the first of our found footage films uh so casey has put up a great list for us so we started off with troll hunter uh next week we're going to be doing lake mungo uh which is available on tubi tv then after that we're going to do willow creek which is uh available on peacock and then uh as above and so below which is only video on demand and then we're rounding out the month with hell house LLC. That sounds great. And uh, it is great. True to the name of the podcast, other than Troll Hunter, I am not familiar with any of these films. So I, I'm familiar with As Above, So Below only in like seeing its poster or something, but I've never seen any of these aside for uh, Tro Hunt, uh, Troll Hunter. And uh, we are under very strict uh, instructions that we do it in that order. Yes. Uh, Casey said it's very important that we do it in this order because that is, I guess, how it ramps up. Oh. Uh, so I mean, yes. that Hell House LLC is expected to be very scary because Troll Hunter was not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Troll Hunter which, is just fun. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let me let me look back at the calendar and see. So the the final Sunday of of October is the thirtieth. So Casey uh, apparently was wrapping up for a, a nice Halloween ending for us. So I'm is that really? Is there five Sundays? In, yeah, uh, there really is. The second, right, the ninth, yeah, the sixteenth, the twentieth, thirtieth. Yeah. All right. So, All right. Very exciting. Very exciting. Big, the nice spooky found footage October for us. Yeah. Yeah. So there it is, everyone. Uh, uh, you know, we gave you the list of the movies. So if you're the type of person that watches them in advance, of course, our, we have bonus episodes every Thursday. We do. Um, we're going to be rounding out our She-Hulk uh, uh, watch through very soon. So we'll be switching back to your regular scheduled uh, whatever we kind of were watching in the week. <laughs> whatever um, the fuck we want. Whatever the <laughs> damn right. Uh, so we'll be switching back to that in just a couple of weeks. By the end of October, we'll have switched back to just kind of whatever was on uh, on our entertainment plates. Um, but you'll want to subscribe for those bonus episodes so they pop into your feed. And at the end of every bonus episode, we'll remind you again what episode, uh, what movie we are watching for our episodes that happen every Sunday. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's right. You get a brand new episode every Thursday and Sunday. That is, that's a lot of content for you we, guys. That's crazy. We just can't stop making episodes for y'all. <laughs> and we won't. I mean, we're going to be breaking 300, uh, you know, by the end of, uh, no, not for another year, but because uh, it's like 50 episodes away. Yeah, which, so it's, uh, I mean, one a week, that's a year. So yeah, we're we're just about a year away from our, our 300th episode, which is is wild to think. That is crazy to think. Yeah, new episodes every week, uh, and that's not including the bonus ones. And uh, yeah, so again, hit that subscribe button or follow. And of course, if you find us on social media, the Nahoit Podcast, tag us. If you find a movie you think we should watch, tag us. I would absolutely love to hear the movie that you think we've never heard of. Yeah, yeah, bring it. Bring yeah. It. Do your worst. And <laughs> and as always, make sure to share with 100,000 of your closest troll hunter friends. And just, you know, make sure that the word gets out to the public because the public deserves to know. They need to know. And the working conditions here are, are uh, <laughs> they're pretty good. <laughs> Thanks a lot for joining us, everyone. We will see you next time.